Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, let's talk some Golden Gopher basketball with one of my favorite guys, Andy Greeter. I talked to Andy Greeter about Gopher athletics and then also about Minnesota United uh, soccer. And so I'll I'll be happy to be back at Allianz Field eventually, right, because that'll mean a couple things. First off, that I'm back there to watch soccer. And secondly, that it's summertime because I enjoy better weather than what we have currently right now. But uh, Andy Greeter from the St. Paul Pioneer Press is joining us here on the Lake Show, courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Andy, always a pleasure to have you on, man. But I, I got to say this. What's happening right now with Golden Gopher basketball is um, it's, it's a struggle, man. Ben Johnson's crew is absolutely 100% on the struggle bus right now. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, obviously, we hope that everyone is is healthy and able to recover from COVID-19. But, you know, the obvious joke is, you know, this is the way they won't lose tomorrow in Illinois. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's just it's been such a struggle for this team. Like you said, game in and game out that, uh, you know, this last game against Maryland, a, a decent Maryland team, but they're not Purdue. And they gave the Gophers the worst loss at home in Big Ten play in program history. And it's on top of a a 35-point loss on the road at Rutgers. It's on top of scoring the fewest points in a game against, you know, the number one team in the country in Purdue uh, a couple of weeks ago in 72 years. You know, they're, if not setting records every game for futility, they're coming damn close to it on a nightly basis. Yeah, I guess with your observation, why? Why why do you feel like it's gotten to this particular point? Because I know Ben is a better like like this isn't I hope that this isn't indicative of him as a coach because I don't believe that that's the case. I do think that it is very much indicative though of the talent that he has in the program right now. Yeah, I think you know when you look at the fact that they're without their best player, right? And if you take Zach Eady off of Purdue, they're a completely different team. If you take Trey uh, Trayton Jackson Davis off of Indiana, they're a completely different team. Go on down the line. You lose your best player, you're going to be a different team. 
Now, does the bottom have to fall out the way that it has on this team? Then you look at other people that are out. Braden Carrington, who was playing 20 minutes a game. Isaiah Enan, Parker Fox, two, if not starters, big contributors this year. So you're down four guys at this current point. And then you have three freshmen not only playing, but playing big minutes and being asked to contribute to a winning team or to find ways to, to make winning plays. And it's just way too shorthanded, way too young. And then you're dealing with the fact that they don't have enough talent and haven't stacked enough talent on top of each other, given the fact that they've had to rebuild the roster in back-to-back years. And this is what you have. Now, are there, are they going to be able to scratch out a couple of more wins? Because I think that's going to be really important. Obviously I don't think they're going to get to four and 16 like they were last year, but if they don't win another game, they have the worst winning percentage in program history in big time play. And I think just from a morale standpoint, they need to find a way to, to win one more, two more games just to have a better vibe around it. Because for as much as I talk to Ben Johnson, and he's trying to find ways to stay positive and to find the silver linings and to talk about development and to talk about young guys getting better, that can fall on deaf ears when the losses just become so insurmountable and just stack so much and you set so many records on top of it. So I think – you know, just from a morale standpoint, they need to find a way to try to get healthy. And I think the the silver lining in having this game canceled against Illinois tomorrow is Dawson Garcia has a little bit more time to get healthy, and his return will be huge if they're going to try to find a way to claw out some wins. Talking to Andy Greeter from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Andy Greeter. And he's joining us now here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. I think that one of the issues that's going to have to be addressed, and this isn't anything with the kids, but this is this absolutely 100% falls on the shoulders of Ben Johnson, is that yeah. is that he and his staff are going to have to do a better job of managing the transfer portal. They're just going to have to. And um, and I'm friends with Ben, and I know that Ben's going to get this thing turned around. Um, he said as much to me. But when you <laughs> – I'll put it this way. Leon Robbins yeah. is still playing Division One basketball at Vanderbilt. Marcus Carr is playing at Texas. If you had individuals like that still in the program, I think it's a drastically different situation. Oh, no doubt, with without a doubt. I think when you look at individual cases, you know, Marcus Carr was pretty checked out by the end of his last year at Minnesota, yep. and that includes going that, that includes going to class. So I think a change was coming for him, regardless. Liam Robbins. You know, Vanderbilt is where his uncle was going. So I think there was a family tie there. Yeah, uh, I think Gabe Kelsher is the really interesting one um, because, you know, obviously, you know, uh, Dave Thorson and Ben Johnson are De La Salle guys. Gabe Kelsher is a De La Salle guy. You look at what he's able to do at Iowa State right now. He's an all Big 12 type player and, you know, he's leading a team that is, you know, in the top 15 and they just had a great win against Kansas at home and he was a big factor in it. But I think he was just looking for a, for a fresh start, right? I think he didn't want to go through the same thing again and go back with his high school coach and do the whole thing again. So I think everyone has their own certain situation. I think you look at him and Ben Johnson, the transfer portal that is, and you know there have been wins, but there haven't been enough of them, right? For yeah. every time you hit on a on a Jameson battle, you're stuck with some other mid major guys that are smart, heady players, but don't have the talent level to win more than four games in the Big Ten last year. This year, you get a Talon Cooper, who's a, a good player, but then you have 
you know, uh, Torres Samuels, who is, you know, maybe not cut out for this level. And I think you see, you know, not enough. And I mean, obviously Dawson Garcia was, it was a huge win and that's, you know, one a with a bullet. Um, but then it needs to be more consistent wins, right? I think you, yep. you see some successes, but you don't see enough of them. And I think once you're able to kind of stack recruiting classes on top of it, win in the transfer portal, not lose in the transfer portal too. I think that's, a, that's going to be key as well. Right. I mean, when you look at this thing and, and you say, okay, you're putting so much time and energy and investment in these guys, you're taking these lumps. Are they going to be invested to stick around and, and be there when, you know, the light switch comes on and they're able to be successful. I think that's going to be key as well is, you know, bring in and bring in new guys that can move the needle and, and keep guys. So when they blossom, they're doing it in maroon and gold. Yeah, no, you're 100% right, and I, right, and I totally forgot about the name of Gabe Kelcher because Gabe's a sharpshooter. I actually think Gabe, if he's put into the right situation, could be a pro. I'm dead serious. I know that people are like, really? You see that? I, I, I always felt that way about Gabe. I thought that at the end of his time here in Minnesota, he just was lacking confidence to shoot the basketball before he left. That yeah, freshman year when he was uh, in that NCAA tournament game, I was, I mean, he, he showed out. And I was like, man, this is the this is the Gabe Kelsher that we're going to get for four years, and it didn't pan out that way. But I will say this. There is one kid that I am high on and I'm excited about as he continues to develop, and that's Pharrell Payne. Like, that kid's got an NBA body already. If he just continuously works on his game and starts adding a little bit piece by piece, they've got something special in him. Yeah, I think I think you saw that early on in the Maryland game. I think he had their first – eight points. I think he had a couple of blocks. I think he finished with 14 and nine. So yeah, I think what's interesting is that these guys are just so raw and so young that the way Ben Johnson has to coach these guys right now is, Hey, Pharrell, if you're going to post up and it doesn't come to you right away, well, find a different angle and repost. Like that's where they're at, right? I yep. think they need to coach at such a fundamental type level with these guys that it's, it's difficult to, expect them to contribute at the Big Ten level when, you know, the initial post speed isn't there and you've got to find a way to, to demand the ball. And I think that's difficult for him with where he's at in his development. I think he needs to be more assertive. I think he needs to find that kind of alpha instinct and realize that, hey, I have 6'9", 270, and I, I can kind of on maybe not on a nightly basis, but on some nights have my way inside. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just – it's one of those things where I think him and Braden Carrington – and Jaden Henley and Joshua Joseph are just on a gravy train right now. That might sound weird, but they're playing huge minutes at the Big Ten level, and not a lot of people are doing that, right? So yep. it's, it's important to kind of have them be like, you guys are doing something that no one else is doing. Now, you might have four turnovers in a game, and you might get beat backdoor a couple of times, but just realize that you're learning from this and, and just keep the right mindset. I think that's the biggest thing is just, maintaining the bigger picture with some of these younger guys. So like we talked about with an earlier question, you don't have the, the losses in the transfer portal at the end of this year or next year, and you're kind of about the right things and doing it the right way. Andy, always a lot of fun, man, having you on the show. I appreciate it, and I'll, I'll be seeing you soon. I don't know where we'll catch each other at. Hopefully before we uh, are sitting next to each other in the press box at uh, Allianz Field, but uh, if not before then, we absolutely will catch up uh, when the soccer season begins. Sounds good, man. Look forward to it, Lake. I mean in person. I'm not talking about on this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care, Andy. I appreciate it. Your face.
All right, that's Andy Greeter joining us here on the Lake Show. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to say to everybody out there listening that Andy Greeter's no longer going to be on the show. No, I'm talking about just you know seeing him face to face. Anyway, all right, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to a small scoreboard because we've got only just a couple of games of note in NCAA basketball. We do have NBA and NHL to get to. We'll do that next year on the Lake Show. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk 830 WCCO. Henry Lake, Charlie Weiss, Paul Holowanek hanging out in the newsroom. Top of the hour updates. But now it's time for us to dive into a scoreboard here on a Monday night. A Super Bowl week scoreboard. Super Bowl week scoreboards. You know, that means not a ton of games going on here and there. You not got a ton. A little bit of women's basketball. We got a little bit of men's basketball. Uh, why not give the the one final score that I see so far on the uh, on our scoreboard, and that is women's basketball, Virginia Tech beating North Carolina State, number eleven Virginia Tech beating number twenty two North Carolina State by a score of seventy three to sixty one. I see it. Over on the men's side, we have one game going on right now between Duke and Miami. Number and it's not close. Miami. It is not close at all. <laughs> I was saying that we were saying in the break, you know, Duke and North Carolina this year are not exactly blowing things up. Uh, Miami's up at 20 points on Duke right now, 55-35 to 35 at Miami. Uh, there is a fun game later tonight starting at 8 o'clock in men's basketball. Texas, number 5 Texas versus number 9 Kansas. Rock chalk, baby. Rock chalk. What y'all want to do with us? Nothing. That'll be a fun one. We'll see Marcus Carr and the Texas Longhorns take on. Take that, Marcus Carr. Not a Marcus Carr guy? Uh, his game is just, I mean, he's so offensively, like, in terms of, like, getting up shots. I don't think that he's a, an NBA basketball player. I mean, I, I, w- I shouldn't necessarily say that because I guess he could be at the end of somebody's bench. But um, but at the end of the day, come on, man. Yeah. It's, it's Texas and, and, and can't you. What, what, what do you want me to say? I want you to say I hate Marcus Carr because he's a Texas and no, playing, no. playing KU. That's no, what I want to hear. No, no. All right, we'll move over to the NHL. Then a couple of games going on, a couple of games later tonight. I'm seeing Florida is up on Tampa Bay by a score of 3-1 to one early. Uh, we've got the New York Islanders, the uh, New York Islanders, who just made a big trade for Bo Horvat recently, up 2-1 to one mm. on the Philadelphia Flyers, who I don't know if you saw this earlier today. The coach of the Philadelphia Flyers sent out a letter to season ticket holders saying, I know we suck. Uh, just be patient. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Mm. One of those one of those situations. Not a great time to be a Philadelphia Flyer fan. Calgary. Well, they got their damn team in the Super Bowl, so they're not too upset. A, Phil- a Flyer fan. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Calgary and the New York Rangers tied up at 1-1 to at the end of the first. We've got Vancouver and New Jersey also tied up 1-1 to at the end of the first. Two games left to play tonight in the NHL. And Anaheim is taking on Dallas at 7-30. And your hometown, Minnesota Wild. We're one of them. Taking on Arizona. 8 o'clock late start because they are down in the college stadium. The Sun Devil Tempe Stadium, whatever it's called, down at Arizona State. Then over to the NBA where there's many, many games going on right now. We have Boston beating up on Detroit. The Jason Tatum-led Boston Celtics are up 73-57 to on a tough Detroit team who you got to think they're going to be selling again here this upcoming week. I don't know what they're going to sell, but they're going to try, right? Over to Cleveland and Washington. Cleveland beating up on the Washington Wizards, 78-57. to 
Uh, Kevin Love out of the rotation. Maybe we're going to see him traded as well. Really? Cleveland. Yes. Mm, okay. He stopped being used in that rotation. The L.A. Clippers and the Kyrie-less Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie and Kevin Durantless, who is also not playing tonight. Brooklyn Nets are the Nets are down forty-five to fifty-one to the L.A. Clippers. Um, over into Chicago, they just started this one up. Chicago's up twenty-two to nineteen against San Antonio. And then we've got the upstart Sacramento uh, Kings. Biggest up, surprise in the NBA this oh, year. Oh, without a doubt, right? Yep. Up 23-15 to 15 on Houston. Now, that's not a surprise. Houston stinks, no. yep. and I don't see them come back in that. More games later tonight, though, in the NBA. We've got Milwaukee versus Portland late night. we got OKC taking on the Golden State Warriors. OKC's up there as a surprise, too. They're, okay. they're 500, yep. but that's better than we thought. And you got Dallas, the Kyrie Irving. Well, he's not going to be there tonight, but soon to be. Uh, Kyrie Irving, Dallas Maverick team is going to take on the Utah Jazz. And I don't think Lucas playing tonight either because I think Lucas trying to shake off that little bit of a the injury he had a couple of days I ago. I believe you are correct, and uh, he'll be, I think they hope, all set and fresh for Kyrie Irving, who I th- think they said they want for Friday maybe Okay, um, is when they want to introduce him and, and have him ready to play. Okay, sounds good. That's pretty much it for for your sports tonight. I think I did miss one NCAA women's game really quick. Tennessee against Mississippi State. Tennessee's up 52-51. Got you. All right, Charlie Weiss on the scoreboard. Thanks a lot, Charlie. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the local weather. And then I saw something earlier today. It was an ABC News Washington poll, a Washington Post poll, um, talking about the confidence in law enforcement. I want to go to it, get your reaction, take your calls. We'll break it all down next year on the Lake Show. It's pretty clear in my eyes that people, a lot of people are not paying attention or wanting to pay attention to what's happening in law enforcement here in the year that is 2023. And it's frustrating. It is beyond irritating. And it's so shallow when people talk about change. And they talk about wanting to be better and do better. When we talk about interactions with police and civilians and all this stuff and, 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 and supporting law enforcement, I, I'm, I'm tired of these, the narrative that we're going to make it better. Because saying it's going to get better doesn't mean that it's going to get better. And who am I to blame? Look, there's no question in my mind, because I'm like many citizens, that crime stuff has me beyond agitated. That we have young people that just don't care. And they're doing things that are out of control. And I don't want to just say young, because it's not just a young thing. We got people of all ages losing their minds, being a part of criminal activity. But this confidence or lack thereof in law enforcement, 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Should be troubling to all Americans. Because it's at its lowest. Americans' confidence in how police are trained in their treatment of black people both have fallen to new lows in an ABC News Washington Post poll. Following the death of Tyree Nichols after he was beaten by uh, Memphis police on January the 7th, just 39% of adults, 39% of adults in the national survey are confident that the police in this country are adequately trained to avoid the use of excessive force. And just 41% are confident the police treat black and white people equally. Both are lows since first asked in ABC Post polls nearly a decade ago. So the question that was posed when I saw this written up, is what's driving the distrust of law enforcement and what can be done to reestablish it. Your opinions and your thoughts and perspectives on this are welcome at 651-461-9226. Because in my opinion, what is driving this distrust of law enforcement is the behavior of law enforcement. So, Follow me here. The pandemic hits. We have George Floyd being murdered. But Derek Chauvin. And the world is outraged. The world, not just Minnesota, not just the Midwest, not just the country. People around the world were outraged at what happened. And so in that particular moment, right, I think that everybody around the world was so incensed and they were so upset and they said, we need change and we we need change right now. And so in that particular, the midst of that situation, there were so many people that had that outpouring of we have to do something. This is not right. This has to change 
that I think that a lot of people thought that there was going to be progress. And eventually there was not progress. Okay, And the reason why there was eventually no progress is because I think that in some people's minds, they think about George Floyd or they hear about Breonna Taylor, and they'll say, you know what, that happened, it was horrible, but we're going to learn from that experience and we'll be better. And we haven't gotten better. We haven't. And I think that we should all learn from our mistakes. And we haven't learned from our mistakes. I'd love to get your reaction. If you want to call in, 651-461-9226, I'd love to hear from you. Because I don't want to see us still stuck in this mold forever that we feel helpless in terms of dealing with um, people not trusting the police. And I think that it's all different from for, for, for everybody, right? It's all dependent on your socioeconomic situation. It is dependent on your race. Um, maybe you feel a certain way if you're from a particular community. Maybe if you're from the LBGTQ community. It's just all, it's all encompassing. So it's not just kind of a one, one trick pony. That's just not how this operates. But if anybody wants to wait, and you can also text the text line. It's the uh, the city's one plumbing talking text line, 651-461-9226. But please do me this. Don't just call and talk Charlie's ear off and do that. If you want to get on, get on. But it's not you're going to call the producer and you're chiming in his ear about what your thoughts are if you don't want to weigh in at all. 651-461-9226. But we have to get better. I, I think that one of the things that's frustrating to me is the fact that you go on social media and you see every single day, you see every single day new video and new body cam footage of people being assaulted or harassed by law enforcement. And that should end. And this is not a situation where you look at law enforcement and you see black cops doing something or white cops doing something. We're talking about everyone. We're not talking about police and law enforcement based on just racial lines. Because I have never once in my life looked at the situation in Memphis and said, oh, whoa, whoa, I don't, I don't understand that at all. I totally understand it. Those, 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 it's, it's totally unacceptable, regardless of what your race is. Police brutality is not just a white cop thing. It's not. It's not just a white cop thing. The caller that the man, somebody was talking to Earl for like five minutes. What, what was there anything that they wanted to articulate or it's just kind of going and going and going and going about was, this was, topic? I mean, not really. I mean, oh, it was. It wasn't about police. I mean, adjacent to policing, kind of. Oh, okay. But it was. I got you. I got you. I, that the, radio one on one is this. Just in case people don't know. If you have a take, call with the take. If you want to pass something along to the producer, that's fine. You can't do it for five minutes. No, so you, you, you can do it for 30 seconds because he's got other things to do. Summarize your thoughts. Give me your name. Let's go. Yep. But people have to, like, it's not a cookie-cutter thing. If you think that people are going to look at the Memphis thing differently because it's black cops— you're wrong. You're wrong. That's just not how people view it. Go in the archives, pull up some of the uh, 
some of the old hip-hop artists like KRS-One with the song Black Cop. I think that came out in, what, 1992. This has been perpetuated for a long time. Go back and look at the movie Boys in the Hood where the black cop has got his, his gun in the face of Cuba Gooden Jr. This has been a thing for a long time. But the reason why I bring this up is when this poll comes out and it's stated that this is the lowest confidence in how police are trained ever, where do we go? Where do we go? It's got to change. And if you thought it had changed, you can make the case, Charlie, that it's getting worse since George Floyd. You can make the case it's getting worse. Yeah. I mean, uh, the incidents are not stopping. We know that. There's... It's almost to as the point as, where you expect something with every couple months. As bad as the George Floyd thing was, and it was as horrible a situation, the Nichols thing is worse. They were beating on him left and right. They were taking turns. For a significant period of time. All right, if you if, if you want to text the show, 651-461-9226. We'll break. We'll come back. We got headlines. That's next on The Late Show. Hey, before we get to headlines of Charlie Weiss, Duke had the number one recruiting class in the country, or or if not one, two, and they're at Miami getting ran by 21. Woof, that's rough. Seen this from Kentucky before, too, with some of those big recruiting yeah. classes where they just lay an egg, especially early in the season, but we're not really early in the season anymore. Coach K and walking through that door. He is not. All right, let's get into headlines here, Henry. We'll start out locally here. This is from the Star Tribune. Aldi to close North Minneapolis store, leaving few full-service options. The Aldi store in North Minneapolis, one of the area's only full-service grocery stores, is closing, upsetting neighbors who count on it for inexpensive produce and goods. North Minneapolis is considered one of the largest food deserts in the United States, says Anna Geerden, whose Camden Collective donates groceries every Saturday to 140 families. Now, with Aldi closing, it's kind of a disaster for us, especially in our area. The company noted as five other locations within a 15-minute drive of this location, but that's not how many residents in the surrounding neighborhood shop, said Jay Dorsey, who purchases who purchased his home across the street from the store in 2010. The proximity to Aldi was a selling point, and many residents often traveled there by bus or by foot. Now he faces taking two bus lines to get to Cub Foods two miles south mm. or North Market two miles north. I'm concerned for the community, he said. Aldi was on two bus lines, one on Lowry, one on Penn. It was one of the only cheap places in the community. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good at all. That absolutely sucks. I had not heard about this. That's terrible. Um, And I think that the Aldi that you're uh, referring to is the one, is it in Camden? Yes. Okay. Yep, it's the one up there. And, uh, yeah, so like I said, now there are only two full-service Grocery stores on the north side for something like 40,000 or more people. That's uh, the north. You got Market Cub on Broadway and North Market. Yeah. And that's the only two now. Je- Representative Jeremiah Allison, a Minneapolis City Council member uh, representing the neighborhoods near the store, called the closing a huge loss and said he wishes he had known Aldi was considering leaving so a solution could have been found. Well, too late now. Go. Yep. They're already gone. So, yeah, it's a tough situation there. That's, that's tough. And, and, I'm, and look, I'm, I'm a north sider. Grew up on the north side, and 
one of the issues has always been lack of grocery stores, number one. Number two, lack of quality food places to purchase food. You know, you can't have just a neighborhood full of McDonald's, Burger King, Popeye's. Like, where are the healthy eating options? You know, it's there is not a Crispin Green that's, that's there, and there's not one coming. There's not going to be um, – give me something else that's healthy. Uh, well, Crispin Green is the obvious one. Crispin Green. Other salad places. Sweet Green Sweet is, another one. is another one. Green and Grain. I mean, you just don't – you don't have that. No, acai bowls, that kind of stuff, nautical bowl. Yep. Uh, yeah. I've never had a nautical bowl, by the way. I haven't either. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just know of them. I know they exist. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's move on to the national international area here. Uh, some more downer news, unfortunately. A powerful earthquake rocked Turkey and Syria early this morning, killing up to this point more than 3,400 people. Mm. Powerful 7.8 magnitude earthquake rocked wide swaths of Turkey and neighboring Syria on Monday, killing more than 3,400 people and injuring thousands more as it toppled thousands of buildings and trapped residents under mounds of rubble. Authorities feared the death toll would keep climbing as rescuers searched through tangles of metal and concrete for survivors in the region beset by Syria's 12-year civil war and refugee crisis. The quake was centered in Turkey's southeastern province of Kaharamaras. I apologize for mispronouncing. Uh, and sent residents of Damascus and Beirut rushing into the streets and was felt as far away as Cairo. The quake piled more misery on a region that has seen tremendous suffering over the past decade. On the Syrian side, the area is divided between government-held territory and the country's last opposition enclave, which is surrounded by Russian-backed government forces. Turkey, meanwhile, is home to millions of refugees from the Civil War. Uh, the region sits on major fault lines and is frequently shaken by earthquakes, Some one killing 18,000 in 1999. Uh, Hussein Yaman, a legislator from Turkey's Hatay province, said several of his family members were stuck under the rubble of their collapsed homes. There are so many other people who are also trapped. There, the, there are so many buildings that have been damaged. People are on the streets. It's raining. It's winter. You know, it's this is this is an absolutely devastating story, and I say that because Charlie, last night when the story broke. I think the initial, they said, oh, they feared that 400 people or something like that was had died, right? And I was like, it's, it's got it's to be way over that, right? 7.8 is huge. Yeah, so, so yeah. And so and I was at Fox 9. So I was, I was at the station. I was in the green room, whatever. And then this morning when I woke up, they said the number had risen to like 1,300 or something like that. Mm-hmm. What was the number you read? 3,400. Oh, my heart breaks with them including a uh, former uh, Premier League player who is reported missing, uh, was playing for a Turkish under the team. Under the rubble, under I think. Under the rubble, yeah. currently. Uh, they say they're searching for him, um, as well as obviously thousands Every, of others who, else. Are, who are missing. Yeah. We'll uh, end here. How about we get on a slightly lighter note, I think. Beyonce breaks the record for most Grammys won by any artist ever. I'm in the beehive. Beyonce just hit a new milestone in her career. She's now the single most winning artist in Grammy's history, knocking off a long-standing record that's been around since 1998. The singer won her 32nd Grammy Award early Sunday night, taking home the honor for Best Dance Electronic Album to set her over the top. She could can easily win more, and there are still many more awards to win, and she's up for some of the biggest categories that have yet to be announced. This was this was before before they announced it. I didn't I didn't read this over very clearly. How old is Beyonce, by the way? 
who she she isn't forty yet, is she? No, I, that's what I'm saying. That, and I'm glad you said that because that was the point I was making. I don't even think she's forty yet, which is pretty. That makes it even more remarkable. Let me look it up here real she, quick. She's forty-one. Oh, she is forty-one. She's forty. Well, she looks great for forty-one. We'll we'll give her that. What? She looks amazing. <laughs> Uh, she's she's forty one. That's still you know pretty young, especially That's considering young. the person who she beat was uh, George Solti, who is a conductor and you know made music into his nineties or so. So uh, she she beat him. He last won his last award in I want to say the fortieth Grammys sometime in the sixties. Um, so Beyonce only uh, only up from here for her. All right, let's do it, B Queen B. Hey, real quickly here before we go to the uh, top of the hour break. I'm a sucker for Tennessee Volunteer uh, basketball on the women's side. I was such a massive Pat Summit fan. I've always wanted that or, that uh, program to battle back and to be great again someday because it's all it's been all about Geno and all about all of these other coaches, uh, Tara Vanderbilt out of Stanford and all these. Uh, I love them all, but there's just something about the women of Tennessee. I, I just want to see them rise back to prominence. That's all I want to see. Now, I don't know if the coach they currently have is going to be the long-term coach of Tennessee. Would anybody ever go back there like a Candace Parker? Would Candace Parker ever think about it? I don't know. A lot of great players that could have that opportunity. I just I, I just want to see them be great again. All right, coming up next, um, as an African-American male I got to get something off my chest because I think that many people that are my age and look like me, they have too many fantasies that are on display. I'll explain next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.